I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my Blendjet 2 Portable Blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet, Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. And it lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you are good to go. With over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code AsianTan12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of Blendjet. They guarantee you love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code AdrianTan12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Adrian Tan Show. Did you know, only 59% of middle managers and junior employees said they are paid fairly for the work that they do compared to 76% of senior and executive leaders. And this gap is increasing year on year. At the same time, 41% of senior and executive leaders say their expectations at work are being met compared to 26% of middle managers and junior employees. All these and more discrepancies and interesting insights are covered in Quadric's EX Trend 2023 report for APJ, which is why in this episode, I managed to invite Mr. Steve Bennett, Head of Growth and Strategy for Employee Experience APJ at Quadrix, to share further insights on how employee experience directly impacts retention and productivity, the impact inefficient systems and processes are having on employee well-being, and what steps leaders in Singapore can do to close the employee experience gap. Hey, Steve. Welcome onto the show. Hey, Adrian. How you doing? Doing good. You're one of the few guests that I actually have back onto the show. So it's really good to see you again. And the last time we spoke, of course, we shared a bit about the company, Quadrix, and of course, EX. For the listeners that may be more recent addition to my show, could you just give us a short elevator pitch about Quadrix as well as the kind of EX that we are talking about here and what exactly is EX? Happy to. And Adrian, thanks for having me back. It's great to be here again. And I think for us, we just need to be thinking about in business today, as far as I can see, it's pretty clear. The preference from people is that they want to work for and do business with organizations whose actions prove that they're really truly understanding the needs of their people and that those who they're serving. So this is really evident as we're seeing a continuous growth and focus on the importance of employee experience, customer experience throughout the leaders here in this region and across the globe. And so at Qualtrics, we help organizations solve those challenges by providing them with the ability to listen and to understand every piece of feedback they shared within the organization and take that and turn that into action. And most importantly, we need to make that meaningful, impactful ways of improving the experience that's being delivered. And since we've last talked, we now have more than 16,750 customers globally, including many here in APJ, such as Shiseido, Far East Organization, OCBC, just to name a few. And it really is an honor to be assisting those organizations 
with their employee experience and experience programs in general. And in fact, late last year, you might've heard about it. We were proud to be recognized as the leading employee engagement provider here in Singapore. It's been a pretty busy time for experience management, that's for sure. It also says a lot about organizations looking to double down and emphasize in this aspect. And given the amount of data, the number of clients that you're working with, I'm very certain it also amalgamated to a lot of data, a lot of trends, a lot of insights that you have been looking at and which might have contributed to your annual employee experience trends report. Could you give us an update and insight on what that has brought about and some of the key trends that is being mentioned in the report? Certainly, we have a vast amount of organizations really looking at their experience management plus We have a number of different reports, including this trends report. But one thing I think about when I think about what's happened and the trends and where people are at the moment, I think there's, I think a lot of HR people are feeling pretty tired. And there's a reason for that. There's been more change in the last three years than there's been in the last 20. And that's certainly continuing to ring true. That's not going to change. And I think that's that what we're seeing now is a few different trends. And I'll talk more broadly about the trends we're seeing, and then we can talk about what's in the report. But there's been this continuous move away from just the annual engagement survey to more of that listening tools like within Qualtrics. And so it's really finding that they're using different listening posts opposed to just a, an annual one. So certainly frequent listening is a big movement that we're seeing and continuing to see. The other thing we're seeing is the EX from an EX standpoint, especially here in Singapore, there's been a lot of positive change in engagement, inclusion, well-being. It's all continuing to trend up. Now, the caveat there I will call out with everybody is that these numbers are still lagging against the global average. So this highlights for everyone that there's great opportunities for leaders to continue to make big impact. The other thing that's happened as we more broadly here is, is since the pandemic is that macroeconomics and the rising cost of living and the impact that's having on people's behaviors at work and what support they need from their employers and also the impact that then has overall on the customer experience they deliver as well. And so I know like in a recent study you kind of you were referring to earlier on, two thirds of workers in Singapore are either looking for a second job or they're finding, they're trying to find a new job with a higher salary or they're looking for extra shifts to address that rising cost of living. The other thing I will call out is that, and you mentioned it before, was there is volumes of data now available for HR leaders and that they have potential access to. Not saying that they're accessing it, but they have potential access to it. So things like your engagement studies, your pulse, your listening, your frequent listening, but also feedback from sites like Glassdoor and Blind, and even how people are using their workplace, their workplace tools to collaborate, other areas that you can access data from. And all those pieces of data help us understand the experiences where people are going. And this is something that leaders are looking to work out how they can use this to bring their experiences and close the gaps around that. But I will say... At the top line here, when I'm thinking about the trends and what's happening, despite the changes that we're seeing, one thing hasn't changed. And that is the importance of regular listening to, like regularly listening to the needs of your people and then also taking the fast action. That's really important to them. And that's something that everyone learned going through all the changes that we had during COVID and the early parts of the pandemic is we need to listen and then act fast on that data. And, and that's something that I really want to deep dive into because earlier on you were saying mm. there's so many changes over the past two years as compared to the past 20 years or even the lifetime of many HR professionals. While you're still trying to deal with a solution that you've implemented for 2021, you have this new cost of living coming into the picture. 
and mm. HR are constantly trying to chase the dragon and it can be a very tiring proposition. And with, of course, new reports, new data coming in to tell you, okay, uh, these are some of the new employees' concern. These are things that you should work on and you have to react fast. But at the same mm. time, I don't see HR departments expanding to multiple headcounts. So how do you see your clients dealing with the aftermath of all these overwhelming changes and the need to really act fast and fluid enough to react accordingly and to ensure that employees are actually kept well taken care of? I think that's a really good call out where not seeing organizations having to increase most of the time. And look, I will call out every organization is different. Let's be very clear here. Every organization, they have different setups, different roles. They have different individual situations going on. So let's keep that in mind. But we are seeing a trend where people are saying, hey, let's do more with the investments we currently have. So how can we use platforms like Qualtrics to really deeply go further into the data we've got? We have other data sets over here. How can we pull those together so that we can create more impact, more insight, and really understand what's happening and what's going on there? We have some classic examples of that at Qualtrics where customers are now linking, and this is something that we released just recent, recently, was midway through last year, and our customers have now got the access to it more generally, is around what we call CrossXM. So where you can actually take both your customer and your employee experience data now to look at how you can impact the customers. And this is really important because in the past, most organizations only had the customer data that they could analyze in real time. And doing that crossover, it's actually unlocks more data for them to actually look internally about what they can do to go and create impact. And so one of those, there's got multiple customer stories out there if people want to go and look at them. But Lumen, which is a formerly CenturyLink, they're a major telco and communications company. And they identified with their drivers. One of the key drivers that they had was unhappiness uh, amongst when they their customers, when they had multiple technicians visit them right? So a technician came out multiple times. That's where they started to see their customer satisfaction scores drop off. And so when they combined both their CX and their EX data together, Lumen found that the field technicians who were recognized for providing great service were nine times more likely to resolve the issue in a single visit, right? So that allowed Lumen to refocus and have a think about how do they recognize field technicians for the work that they do? And by doing that, they're able to resolve more issues on the first visit, right? Which then translated to increased customer satisfaction, reduced operational expenses associated with multiple visits, and then overall improved the employee retention. And so ultimately that's giving like better outcomes for the customer, employees, and also the bottom line there. And so this is just one example of where our customers are really starting to think about how can we use these different data sets, right? to go and create more impact, in fact, the right impact within their organization. Based on your data, are you seeing any other things that people are concerned about right now collectively, other than just the cost of living? You spoke earlier on about, uh, about our experience trends report. And in that, it's got a treasure trove of different trends that you'll see that can be cut both at a regional and also within your country areas. And so for those who aren't actually, for those who aren't familiar with our annual report, this is something that we do produce annually. We track trends on trends and seeing what's going in there as well. This last report has about 29,000 employees globally in it. That's almost 11,000 from here in Asia Pacific and Japan. 
And that then equates down to those who are listening, say, in Singapore to about a thousand responses from Singapore. So it gives a really good, robust understanding of what's happening across the region's country and then also going back up to the global sense. And so one of the things I think, and if we let's zoom back in onto the world of employee experience and really understand kind of what's happening within those trends. And I think the key one there is, and I mentioned it earlier on, in, engagement, intent to stay, well-being across the board are continuing to either trend up a little or remain flat. Now, I remember, Adrian, we've talked about this previously, like in that moment, if you got a report like that from internally in, in your own company, in the old days, we'd sit there and the old days, I mean, talk like that, but like previous times, right? You'd sit there and go, that's great. We've done a great job, right? We've been able to increase or maintain engagement, well-being, intent to stay. Fantastic. Let's stop there. And this is the bit that's challenging now for us in HR is it's not okay to stop there. We need to dive deeper, right? We need to be able to look at what's driving those trends, what's hidden behind the scenes there. Because we all saw during this pandemic, what was driving people before the pandemic, year one, year two, year three, has been constantly changing. And so we need to be always looking at what's sitting and what's happening under the hood. So if you look at our report and we see there, there's a number of different things I'd probably call out. So I think the first one for me is when we're looking at different workforce cohorts, right? And in particular, if you're looking at tenure and looking at those who are newly come into the organization, one of the biggest trends that we saw was that employers do need to address the kind of improve the onboarding and enablement experience for the new employees. Now that's because what we see is the intent to stay the well-being and meeting expectations. So if you're tracking ex employee experience gap, right? That's the lowest for people who have been in the organization or with their employer for less than 12 months. And so for me, I hypothesize there's a few things that I think about there. I know the time that we collected this data, you had a few, a number of employees who had been in the organization for say around six months. And if you go back a little bit, you could start to hypothesize, well, in 2021, when they might have been going through recruitment, the macroeconomics were very different than what we started to see in 2022. And so maybe there's an experience gap between what was promised through the recruitment cycle through what they're seeing now in onboarding. But either way, we really do need to address that gap because that's critical because we know that those people who stay within our organization, if we can keep their engagement as high as it can, that'll continue to evolve and grow. But also if they leave, that's talent now that you've invested in that you no longer have, and they're now out in the market talking about your company, okay? And so that market perception is something that's really important, especially with the race for talent and everyone trying to hold on to that talent. So that's one big one around that. The other one I call out and I think about is that, that there's this consistent trend that we need to think about in relation to leaders and their teams. And there's this viewpoint that we're starting to see is around leaders are more likely rate experience in their company is higher than the teams that they lead. And so there is this disconnect that we'd, I'd really challenge everybody within your own organization to go and have a look and see if that's in there, because that's something that you'll need to address. Now, that could be as simple as, I know when I've been talking to some organizations, it's just that the leaders know more information about what's happening sooner and faster, and therefore they know that things are going to be in the right place, or they know how an experience gap's going to close, but it hasn't bubbled down into 
the teams that they lead and therefore there's that bit of a disconnect. There's a bunch of other trends in there, but one of the other ones, the last one I'll call out and then we can have a look a bit deeper in any of those areas that you want, is I can't across anything understate the importance of growth and development, especially now coming into 2023. Consistently across our trends report, people and, and employees have basically very clearly said, growth and development is important to us, but we'll just put that on hold because we know we're during the pandemic and we'll trust that their employer will turn that boat back on, those conversations back on as we start coming out of the pandemic. And so we're starting to see now employees, especially through our trends reports, very clearly saying, hey, this is really important to us. We want to understand how the company values align to what we're now believing in, our career projections, the growth and development, how you are equipping me with the tools and the processes and the resources so that I can continue to improve my job, I can help create a positive employee experience. But just with those trends alone, I think there's some key takeaways for people. And that is, we need to continue to listen more. And sometimes I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record in that. We need to listen more, but use that data to create the actions. We do need to think about that we can't stop it, start progressing our EX programs. And then the other thing I want to call out for you is, those organizations that really intentionally double down on employee experience, the data is really clear. So those who stayed the course, continue to invest, listen to their people, action off the bit, back of that feedback and start closing those gaps, they have three times more revenue growth, 2.1 times more profitability and two times more retention rates than any of the other businesses. And I don't know about you, but I can't see any business out there that doesn't want those results especially in today's context where things are so competitive, everyone yeah. wants to get the edge across and over any of your competition. The other thing that we like to touch on, of course, is looking at what the current landscape is showing us. We have news about take layoffs. There are some banks that are also facing headcounts. Yesterday, Microsoft announced that they may be shedding slightly more than 10% of their employees, which is quite a huge number given the large number of employees that they bring in. In view of the economic uncertainty and the fact that there is still this expectation from employees that you have to cater to, do you have any recommendations or advice for companies that might be caught between a rock and a hard place? How do they make sure that they are able to cater well to what the company need to do in order to survive this winter versus the kind of expectation, the requirements and the demands from employees? Thanks for calling that out, Adrian. I think the first and foremost thing we need to think about here is for any of these companies, people going through those sort of processes that you're talking about, it's important to remember it's a challenge and it can be a challenging time for them. But it is an example of it when we think about these, it's a good space for people to be thinking about how do we act with empathy, right? And it's a really good reminder of that is you know, through our communication, through the way we interact with our teams, how open and honest, make sure we can be about those changes. And there's some key things that call out for me. It's almost like when I link it back to the cost of living conversation you had earlier on, I think this just sets up that moment where as employers and team, in fact, as leaders of teams, right, most importantly, we need to be able to give our employees the ability and confidence to come forward and have a conversation with us about what support they do need right now. Because every organization is going to be different. Every place is going to be different around what they want. Every team and different teams that they work in are all going to be different. And as a leader, we need to be creating that psychologically safe place for those conversations, right? And so we can use those discussions and we can use them to help point people in the right directions around the benefits that actually are available to them and also bring new ones to the table that we might find that could address a common gap that we're hearing 
across the business. And so employers and employees are working together so that they can find those suitable solutions given the challenges that everyone's facing. And I think at the end of the day, being transparent, as open as we can in our communication going forward is going to be the key and best interest of all parties. We've been through so many changes over the past two to three years because of COVID, and I don't think that's going to stop. Change has always been a constant, and I think it's just going to throw more things at us over this coming year. Personally, what other new changes do you expect to see in 2023? I think, Adrian, everyone would like me to say that I don't see any new changes. I think that's what I'd like to hear. But I think, like you said, change has been constant and it will continue to be constant. We will see see a lot of different things happening. And it's well known that this year everyone's talking about predicting as being a challenging year for organizations. And so I think going forward for us, there's probably three things we could think about here is one is leadership is going to continue to be critical, right? And it's not just setting the strategy, but it's also about how we treat people and support people. I talked about that before. It's going to be really critical around this because Ultimately, we need businesses acting with empathy. We need to listen, understand, and act on the data that everyone's pulling towards us. The second thing I think about that we'll see is even though we've got a lot of changes going on, that's okay, but organizations really need to remind themselves so they need to live um, with being able to be agile. And then we heard agile being talked about years ago, and I think it's more now as just like, being sure that it's okay to test things, try things, to question things for that. And they'll let, build it into your team culture is going kind to of key thing here. And I think this is the key thing where if there's something you want to find out, and this is the good thing with the listening programs now, you have your, co- your constants, which is your engagement, your, on your, your continuous listening program. You also have your onboarding programs, collecting data in the background. But there's no reason why you can't sit down and say, this particular segment in our organization, we need to quickly find something about what's going on for them so we can be agile and move. So don't be afraid. Go out, reach out, listen to them on scale and find out what's happening. Ask them the questions and then use that to build it into kind of whatever that is you're looking to transform it or do. In fact, it's just build it into your operating rhythm. That's just how we go and do things and we get things done. The other thing is we talked about this earlier on, so I won't go into too much into this. But for me, I really think it is about whilst there's lots of change going on, organizations, we need to look at how we can get more out of our own existing programs and current investments. And so I talked before about the CX and EX. I think that's a really important place. Likewise, within our own employee experience program, starting to use tools like what we have in Qualtrics, which is your employee journey analytics, where you can look at what's happening, say, within your employee data, that's our employee onboarding, and how that might be impacting promotion cycles or how that might be impacting somebody's engagement or potentially using that to predict if we fix this in the area, how much that's going to improve engagement. So really getting into your data and using it more than just in a linear way where it's about, I've collected this, it's going to fix the onboarding program. Let's see how it may fix something downstream and using that to really drive through that. So just a few things I'm thinking in my head on what changes people need to be thinking about or what they need to be more continuing to be consistent about as we're going into 2023. It's somewhat like the butterfly effect, isn't it? Because everything that you do will have some form of consequence down the line. But many times we just look at things so isolated. Okay, we just fix this and don't and completely disregard how it may materially impact anything else down the road. So I think collectively, if we can have a more broader view, just step back and have a broader view of all the things that we're doing, all the different interventions that we are conducting for our employees and as well as for our customers, I think that would definitely help to propel the company forward. 
And with that, thank you so much for sharing with us more about EX, more about employee experience, more about how Quadrix is really helping so many organizations to become a better version of themselves. Thanks for coming on to the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.